Welcome back to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the Hall of Fame coach, Bob Huggins. And I'm Neil Meyer with the Front Office News. I'm J.T. Smith, Editor-in-Chief of the Front Office News. Now, fellas, let's jump right into it. Let's recap the LaSalle game. The Bearcats defeat LaSalle 78-60 to on Saturday afternoon at Fifth Third Arena. J.T., your thoughts on the Bearcats' performance? I thought, um, as Wes said, I mean, it was like a choppy game, but I feel like they dominated from the beginning to the end. They had a couple parts where it looks like LaSalle was trying to make a run, but thought this was probably one of their best total team victories they've had all year. And uh, and it's something that the build on, man, I, I was excited to see how they played against Miami of Ohio and then follow it up with how they played against LaSalle. It, it seems like they're moving in the right direction. Neil, were you pleased with the performance? Yeah, I thought it was a good performance. Uh, obviously, uh, 78 to 60 victory. Uh, you had five players in double figures. The ball starting to move uh, – pretty well so I was really impressed with the ball movement and obviously it was something we talked about uh heading into that one was you had to get a big day from Vic going inside early and to see he finished with 17 on seven to eight students so I was very uh very impressed with that aspect of the game as well yeah you know and I thought going into this game fellas it would be a little bit of a closer game so I was impressed with how the Bearcats looked you know we got up 40 to 23 in the first half and I was pleased with that. And I knew we would cruise at that point. Uh, LaSalle, I believe, won the second half. Neil, you have to correct me if I'm wrong on this. I believe they won like 38 to 37 um, in the second half. But sometimes those statistics, you know, <clears throat> when you get to the second half, you're up by a lot. You're subbing. You're doing different things. So that's a little bit overrated. Uh, but I was definitely pleased with the first half. Um you know, I like the, the, the one thing I like, I, I'm not sure <clears throat> I didn't get a chance to see West Miller's presser, but you guys can help me out on this. But I was very impressed with the 25 turnovers. And I think maybe not all of those turnovers were a result of what the Bearcats were doing. But 25 turnovers in general is is great in a college basketball game. Did Wes talk about that at all? Yeah, yeah he did. Um, talked about like he said, like he was like, we can't take credit for all of them. But he said he liked that we caused a few of them. Um, and then he was saying they had like 38, might have had a season high in tip balls. I think they had 38 tip balls. Wow. Um, what else? They had a few, quite a few block shots too, but I thought it, I know he was real happy about that. He was pissed off about them getting out rebounded again though. But, um, but he did like the 25 turnovers and it was kind of a stat that I was keeping up while I was at the game where uh, they had, I want to say they had 20 turnovers and it was like a 12 minutes left in the game. I had looked up, it was 12 minutes left and they still had, so they slowed down and LaSalle did, but um, for about 28 of the minutes, I mean, they had 20 turnovers in 28 minutes. It's almost a minute turnover a minute, which is crazy in college. That's like almost middle schoolish. Yeah, that is, that is, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. A um, couple things I want to talk about real quick. Uh, Skillings um, continues to get good minutes at this point. He had 20 minutes in that game. Odie at 19. Josh Reed had 18 minutes. 
Um, Hensley's minutes are dropping, yeah. um, which he needs to find a way because I, I think he's a guy, as you talk about rebounding the basketball and, and especially defensively, I think Hensley's going to really help us out when it comes time for conference play. So he's got to develop his confidence. But uh, Neil, you mentioned five guys in double figures. I really like to see the skillings re getting more and more minutes. Like we talked about, they're the future, but Odie, Odie at 19 minutes. Um, I think he's starting to find out where he fits. I'm liking where this Bearcat team is headed, fellas. Yeah, I think the key is we've seen Odie's confidence go through the roof as of lately. I mean, we all saw it at uh, moments last year if he could stay out of foul trouble, but you see the energy a guy like Odie brings. I mean, I think last year they called him the Energizer Bunny at one point uh, just due to the fact of how much energy he brings when he's out there on the court. But, I mean, his energy was contagious, and it started – I think, personally, it started where he found it at the Crosstown shootout. The second half he had uh, there in the second half versus Xavier was phenomenal. And I think that's the – that was the game where he built off of that, that confidence there. And, I mean, the sky's the limit for Odie. Everyone knows that, what he's able to do, his athletic uh, is through the roof. So, to see him get on that right track is a great thing for the Bearcats. JT? Yeah, for sure, man. I, I like seeing Odie doing well. And I did ask um, Wes about just the growth of the freshmen, um, which I, I wanted to make a point because I didn't notice, you know, the last few games, they both have been over double-digit minutes, which is something we've talked about. Um, and he's he says, I mean, he literally started glowing. Like, he was almost like he was like took time. Like, when I asked a question, it was like he, he like he like literally, I could tell, like it was almost like it was just me and him in a room. He was like, Thanks for it was like almost like he was like thanks for asking, and he yeah. was like I look at Skillings as a top tier two guard. I look at Reed as a top tier um, three. He was like they're not there yet, but the growth that they're like way better than they were two weeks ago. And he was like they're only going to get continue to get better. I look like when they are at their top, like I feel like they're going to be one of the top two and threes in college. You know what I mean? Like literally paraphrasing what he said. He literally said like they could be the top two. They could be one hell of a tandem. So that was pretty cool to hear the coach say that. And then you see it starting to grow, grow, and grow. Like, they make some mistakes, of course. Um, I even joked with uh, Dan after 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 the presser. I was like, man, one, you had you, you should have dunked it on him. Like, your elbow was over the rim. He was like, I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just like um, – but it's just cool to see him. And, you know, we asked him about his block shots. He was like, you know, I'm just trying to take it, you know, try to – do my part and then you know certain people are going to just try to shoot it in my face i'm gonna try to erase it you know but uh yeah he, he had three blocks in the second half man um and I, I like seeing both of those guys we both been very high on both of them and when they play you, you see why I, they have to play minutes because they're super important for this bearcats program you're listening to the bearcat tip-off talk podcast presented by taxley Tonight, the Bearcats take on Detroit Mercy at 7 p.m. at Fifth Third Arena. We want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Rich at Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Now, let's jump into the Big O segment sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. Now, in this segment, we cover players to watch and key matchups. And, of course, we always start off with JT. JT, who from the Bearcats needs to play well and why? All right, man. This one's tough because I've been just trickling, trickling, trickling down. 
Um, and I feel like JD, played, like even Coach Miller said, JD probably had his best game this year, yeah, last game. So um, I feel like Davis is hit his stride so much right now. Like he's in a real, real good place um, since uh, Crosstown shootout. I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to say um, – I'm going to go back to Landers again um, because he didn't have the best shooting night, but he did a real, real good job. Um, I think he had like 10, 5, and 6 being a distributor, and I was impressed by that. Once he saw his shot was fall wasn't falling, you know, he still took a couple, but he was being more of a creator. So I want to see how he attacks tonight, you, you know, even though it's a Detroit game, um, which they should be heavily favored, of course, but um, I want to see if he follows it up, even if he's hot, if he's still going to be that distributor. And I saw that, I saw that on, on Saturday and I, I like what I saw. So I, I'm going with Landers. I think he's, he's the key because if his shot's not falling, um, he can be a playmaker and he could keep, you know, growing on that. I mean, it makes the Bearcats even more dangerous. And I would throw this out there, JT. Let's watch out for Juice, the Julius, because he's a Detroit native. Ah. Right, he's no. I he's gonna be cooking. I think so, man. He's been cooking so much, man. Like I know, he was, I know. Like he's been, like I don't even know. Like I don't even know. Like I kind of want to go to Julius because of that, but I just want to see how Nolly, not having a big game, but having a real solid filling the stat sheet game. How he goes to the how he goes the next game. I want to see how that how that evolve goes. Evaluation is that the right word? Um, how he evolves. Well, I'm that. sorry. What was that? What was that word you used no, again? I'm, I'm putting that. I'm not going to do it. I'm not saying <laughs> delete that. <laughs> oh, how you boss? Hey, you know, um, I was watching. I was watching the last Bearcat game, and I'm thinking to myself, I, I really did. I was, I was in the stands, and I was thinking to myself, like, next year it's going to be so odd not seeing the Julius on the court. He he's so good for the Bearcats. I don't think Bearcat fans understand how good he is and how much he'll be missed. Now, listen, they've got some good players coming in next year. Obviously, we've got some guys with grooming right now. But yeah. the Julius is going to be missed. He does so many things on the basketball court. He does, man. It's, it's going to be huge. That's why recruiting's huge, developing these young guys. Um, Rayvon and Chisel coming in, hitting the ground running. You know, they're gonna make freshman mistakes, all freshmen will, but they're yeah. you know, hit the ground running and they can be positive, you know, forces on the floor, and then you know, whoever else they have, you know, on on the on uh on the rise or on the come up, hopefully, and just roll from there. But the Julius will be missed, man, because he's steady Eddie, and when he's hot, man, it's when he gets to flowing, he gets to open court, that dude is. Is and nice. it's so crazy, too, because you can see – you know that step back's coming. Everyone knows it. You could be <laughs> right up in his grill, and no matter what, I think that's the best part of his game. You could be a lockdown defender. He's going to create space. Yeah, Everyone sure. knows it. Sure. But his step back jumper, his ability to kind of create for himself, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. That step back is unmatched. Yeah. I mean, we see it every time, and we still – get kind of like caught by surprise at times like did he just hit that yeah but well, neil you know why that you know why his step back works why is that because his hezzy is so good so yeah he's, yeah his hezzy is so good and if you get if he does a step back and he hits you with the hezzy you're smoked you, yep 
<laughs> as a defender, it's like you're going to be on Sports Center, yeah. And, and and it looks so bad as a defender if you get hit with that. So it's like it's one of those things. I always talk to kids about this. You want to be as a, as a high level player. You want to be, of course, you're going to have one thing you're excellent in, but you want to be good in the three different levels to score. You want to be good shooting a three, mid-range, and taking it to the basket. When you can do those three things just at a good level, you become so tough to guard. You become the puppet master. And what happens with Juice is he can do all three of those things at a high level. The step back obviously being the elite thing that I think he does. But you have to guard so much. And he's just playing a game with you. It's like the game within the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. His head, it, re- he, it really is, though. He really is. Like so bad last, last, uh, on Saturday, I was crazy. That has he hit that dude by like three point line. Oof. Yeah, it was sick. But that's, was... that's, as a defender, you're like, okay. What do I take I, away? <laughs> what? You pick your poison. You got to, it's like, I'd rather get hit with a, it's almost like, with somebody like him, you damn near rather get hit with a step back. And then be like, hey, you shake his hand. That's because it. Because the, the heavy, he's going downhill. And then now, if somebody out of position, you're smoked and boom. You know what I mean? So, me yep. personally, if I'm guarding him, I'd rather I shake his hand and I try to play the heavy net. I mean, play, stay aware of the heavy, but make sure I'm making him do the step back. I'd rather him do the step back and then I shake his hand because that heavy. If you get hit with the heavy too many times, you're, you're you're going to be sitting on the bench. You you're 100 correct because the 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 step back is the lowest percentage shot of yeah. his shots, right? Yeah. But he's so elite. Yeah. It's like, and I and I tell people this, and I, I know this for a fact. Every move and everything you see the Julius do on the court in a game, he's practiced. Oh, for sure, for sure, he's oh, not for sure. absolutely. Like, there's nothing on the court he hasn't practiced. For sure, for sure. That's what elite level players do. Yeah. And so if I'm a defensive guy, I'm going to try to make him take the toughest step back yeah. shot. Possible. Yeah, hopefully, I can crowd it enough to make it yeah. rough. You know what I mean? Because that step back, because that hezzy is so nasty. You're either going to foul him, he's going to get a floater off, or your center is going to be compromised. And then you're going to get yelled at because you got smoked so bad, especially if it happens more than once. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, it can get – yeah, I, I can get hairy right there. You know what? I cannot wait for us, and we're going to do this soon, for us to interview the Julius for the podcast. We're going to ask him about some of his moves and time he puts in, where he developed, where he got some of the moves from, because a lot of times a lot of these players – you know, they steal things from other players. Oh, for, I mean, sure, for sure. Right? He's watched Kyrie, um, J- uh, James Harden, who's obviously who's mastered the step back with his footwork. So he's he's got it from somewhere. So I, oh, I can't sure. wait I'm on the podcast. We got to get that done soon, right, fellas? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Absolutely. The only way. Now, Neil, who do we need to watch out for from Detroit Mercy? So Detroit Mercy's leading scorer is Anton Davis. He's averaging nearly 25 points a game. So a nice little statistic on Anton Davis is he has actually recorded 123 games straight with double-figure scoring, which is an NCAA record. Wow. So he is known to score. He is a very elite elite scorer, averaging 25 a game, shooting 40% 40 from the field. So 
obviously everyone kind of saw last year he was leading score in the Horizon League, led them to a, a late run in the Horizon League tournament, but he's very efficient with the balls in his hands. But then outside of Davis, you looked inside of uh, Gerald Lydell, who's only played in five of the team's 12 games this year. But he's averaging 18.4 points per game and 14.6 rebounds in those five games. Mm. So you got to take away the glass for him. You can take away the glass and limit him there uh, from the offensive boards and limit those rebounds. Uh, could be a good a good sign for the Bearcats. But overall, if you're playing in five games and you're averaging 18 and 15 roughly on 42% from the field, that's a phenomenal stat line. So they're not going to come in and they're not going to give you the little NKU route where they play that 2-3 zone and they can spread the ball. They're going to be reliable on those two guys to get their offense going. So let me ask you this question here, Neil and JT. I want to bring this to you too. So let's uh, let, let's try to put a little uh, bet on this. So uh, what's the kid's name? You said again that uh, I think a hundred is it Anton Dave? Davis. Anton Davis. Okay, one hundred twenty-three games. Let me get this straight. One hundred twenty-three games straight. Of- straight. He's been in double figures. Yes. Correct. Will he be in double figures against the Bearcats, Neil? I say absolutely. I every bit he's getting ten plus. JT, yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Um, hundred and twenty something straight. Like he gonna even if he shoots bad, he's getting ten. <laughs> like he's getting ten. He's got ten. Like if you average twenty five, you got ten when you can't get off the bus. He's a smaller guard too, but. <laughs> He's he's shifty. He's real was, shifty. If this was like old school, like maybe like early two thousands, maybe he doesn't get that because you know people were clotheslining cats. Like you can't do what you can do. Like Octavius Ellis was almost getting kicked out like ten years ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that was kind of hairy. And he's kind of like that old school dude. Like people start going off, he might just hit you with an elbow just to straighten you out, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, he's. But, you know what I'm saying? And before then, you you had all those guys, like the Kareem Johnsons, and them, them guys was slamming. You coming down there, they was probably going to slam. So we can't do that. So 10, he getting a 10. Maybe, hopefully it's not a pretty whatever double digits like he's been getting. Because 25 yeah. in college is nice. Like, you get to 25 and doing it every night. So that means he might have a couple of 30 balls in there. Yeah. You know what he, I mean? He's going to get his shots up. He's he going to get his shots. He's gonna he get. get he's definitely getting ten. He got ten. Yeah. He on the court. That's yeah, two. he's a six foot one guard who's one seventy roughly. I mean, he's got the height on him, but I mean, I think they can play a little bully ball with him if they really wanted to with the the size of guys like Landers, JD, David. But he's okay. he's gonna come out and he's gonna give you everything he's got offensively. And I mean, he got some wiggle. And everyone everyone knows he's gonna come out and he's gonna get ten. Yeah, Whether it's from the he could have a two for twelve day. As long as he's getting to the free throw line, he's getting he's getting that ten. He getting that ten ball. Yeah. The big old segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. So Neil, I want to take it back to you real quick. Detroit Mercy is five and seven. Uh, they have some decent wins. Mike Davis is the coach, old uh, Indiana coach. Oh snap! <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, and he was on uh, Coach Roberts was with him at Indiana as well. As oh, nice. nice, nice, nice little tie in there. That's cool. Now, uh, Neil, 
What should we expect defensively and offensively from Detroit Mercy? What are some of the things the Bearcats can do? Um, you know, take advantage of them. Uh, I think personally, if you obviously you have to offensively, you got to limit Antone Davis. If you can do that, I think you're set. But you also got you got to win the the battle of the glass. I mean, with a guy averaging 15 points or 15 rebounds, you have to win the battle of the glass. I mean, as JT mentioned earlier, they didn't win the battle of the glass versus LaSalle and also the uh, game prior to that. So they can win that battle of the glass. That's going to be your number one is you got to find a way to contain a guy like Gerald Lydell to stay off the glass because whether it's a guy averaging 15 rebounds a game, he could, whether it's offensively or defensively, if he gets those, say he finishes eight and eight, 16 rebounds, eight offensively, those eight offensive rebounds are going to keep possessions alive. They're going to wear you down. He's going to find ways to attack and keep that uh, possession going. The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. For friendly, expert tax advice whenever you need it, come to Donahue Accounting Services, a leading accountant firm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Our top-notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahue Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513-528-3982 or visit DonahueAccountingService.com. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Now we're on to the Kenyon segment that's sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. This is where we cover the keys to the game. JT, what do the Bearcats need to do to win? Man, they have to rebound well. And hopefully they can win the rebound battle um, because they got to keep the guy um, that Neil just described off the, off the glass. Guy averaging 50, almost 15 boards. It's not what the Bearcats want to see because you got a high-volume shooter um, and a young man averaging 25. So you know he's going to put that thing up. It don't matter how great the Bearcats defense plays, he's going to shoot that thing. So we can't allow them to get a lot of second-chance um you know, second chance opportunities, which you have a guy that can be a seems like a very streaky and capable score. You know, you don't want him to have a 30 ball at fifth third and give this team life. And the other guys has he has 20 and 15. That sounds like a recipe for a loss. So um, they got to protect the board and uh, especially offensive glass, but they got to make them one and done. And, uh, you know, that, that should help them a lot. Uh, J JT, who do you think from the Bearcats will be the rebound leader this game? Uh, this game, I'm going to go big. I'm going to go big, big. Big, big only had four last game. So, um, as everybody was praising and scoring, I know Wes was like, hey, you got to start crashing a little bit better. Um, so, I'm thinking big going to have between 8 and 12, 12 tonight. Okay. So, Neil, um, back to you. Uh, the Bearcats have a lot of good momentum going right now. So what do the Bearcats need to do to win big? I'm talking about 20-plus. I think it all depends. Obviously, as JT mentioned, the number one emphasis on this game is to win the battle on the glass. Because obviously, guy averaging 15, you got to win the battle on the glass. But I think overall, they just got to keep playing how they've been playing. I mean, everyone's seen the way the ball's been flowing lately. I mean, in this sport, the ball's going to find you. And you're going to get hot at times. Everyone knows that. But I think overall, the last few games, we've just seen the ball movement. If they can keep that ball movement going and get the ball in the hot hands, whether it's the Julius all the way down to Josh Reed, 
obviously down the bench. I mean, the ball movement is going to be phenomenal. I mean, it's just you can't come out and you can't just chuck up the bad shots right away. You have to kind of get in, play to your strength, which in this case might be inside, but kind of play inside out. Don't really know 100% on that aspect, but overall, if they're going to win big, you got to get a good night from Vic. You got to get a, I would say, a 12 and 8 kind of night, 12 and 7 night from Vic. And then you just got to let the others go to work, whether it's Landers or David Julius or even Jeremiah. I mean, Jeremiah's coming off an 11 8 game on uh, Saturday. So I think if you can get another night like that from Jeremiah, I think you'll be in for a good victory as well. The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hood at Beachmont Toyota. Now, for me, we need to keep the momentum going. Don't let up this game. We need to just blow this team out. And when that happens, you get other guys involved, you get them in, and they can build some serious confidence. You know, guys like Kalu, Hensley, just other guys off the bench that need to build that confidence because, listen, folks, we're going to need these guys come conference play. Of course, you've got Juice, uh, Vic, and Landers, and your usual suspects. You know, they're going to they're gonna show up. They're going to be consistent all year. But if you go back and look over the years, we need other guys from the bench to come and be effective come conference play. So these games, the LaSalle's, Detroit Mercies, all these games, they're not only to help your starters, you know, build their confidence, but we need these guys on the bench to start stepping up. Because when we play Tulane, Tulane's coming in here um, the 29th, I believe. Ron Hunter is a fantastic coach and he'll come in here. Now, I don't know that Tulane's doing that great this year, but he'll come in with a great game plan. They will compete against the Bearcats. So we need to be ready. We need to have guys on the bench ready because Vic could be in foul trouble in the future. You know, you never know a guy might go down with a twisted ankle. We need somebody else to step up. So this would be a great game again, I think to, to really blow this team out, get the confidence of those guys coming off the bench. And I think I really want to see us keep this turnover machine going. We need to keep those turnovers in the 20s for the uh, Detroit Mercy. So so we had, what, 25, Neil, last game? We yep. forced 25 turnovers. Yep. You know, if we get around that 20 mark and, and up with Detroit Mercy, I, w- I would definitely be pleased with that. Yeah, I agree on that one. For sure. The Kenyon segment keys to the game was sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota for all your Toyota needs, cars, trucks, and SUVs. Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota is ready to help you get into your new Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. It's time for our Twyman segment, sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. This is where we cover hot topics. Now, tonight's game, it's ugly sweater night at the Bearcat game, which leads me to our hot topic. JT and Neil, and we'll start with you, JT. For Christmas, in the past, it could be when you were young, it could be recent, what's the best sports gift you've ever received for Christmas? That like was it Bill Wash? Bill Wash on Sega college football game. Yeah, okay. Well, option that might have been like the sweetest. That might be my best gift. Like, because I remember that thing. I didn't. I don't think I went to sleep. How old were you? It's just a good question. I feel like 
think I might have been in the sixth or seventh grade. So eleven or twelve. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I got a funny thing. So growing up, um, we weren't allowed to play video games. So I played, I think I had um remember ColecoVision? Are you guys Oh, briefly, no. I briefly, I had to see him. But like the ones like Pac Man and everything, all on it. Like Donkey Kong. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You had uh, Donkey Kong on there, uh, and some other games. But yeah. we had that when we were young, and it, and it, we played a little bit, but it broke. But the thing was, we always had to go outside. Yeah, we had to play outside, whether it was basketball, football, and yeah. when the light, when the lights went out, you had to come in. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, street lights. It was street lights. You had to be in for us. Um, for me, it was a wrap. I had to sprint. I had to sprint. I was gonna get get handled. You were yeah, gonna get. <laughs> I got to be by the porch or something from outside. That street lights come on. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Neil, your best sports gift for Christmas? I think I would have to go with back when I was in that All Star game was 2015. So it was my freshman year of high school. Going no freshman going into sophomore year. So for Christmas that year, um, uh, my parents were all avid sports fans here in this household. So, uh, for Christmas, the only thing we got that year was tickets to the All Star Game, Home Run Derby, and the Futures Game here in Cincinnati. Wow, was that when uh, Adam Dunn? That was the year Todd Frazier won the Home Run Derby here in Cincinnati. Todd Frazier, what's well, Adam? Todd Frazier. That was a. That was crazy. Yeah, it was. That was crazy. It was probably one of the, if not the top, sporting event I have been to. Wow. Mm -hmm. I remember that because I was downtown. I had to go to an event downtown when that was going on. And the event I was at, I think I was in OTR. Uh, yeah, I was in OTR. And all the flat screens had the uh, home run derby going on. Uh, yeah. When he hit that home run, yeah, in extra time, you could hear downtown. Oh, I was down there. I was down there. I, was like I remember, <laughs> I remember having my iPod Touch. This was back before I had a good quality smartphone. Had the iPhone Touch, awful quality to this day now, obviously. But just sitting there with the iPod Touch, recording it, it was phenomenal. Phenomenal atmosphere event overall. That was probably one of the. Like I said, one of the top scoring events I've ever been to. And, you know, it's it's so disappointing right now that the Reds aren't better because, you know, you look at the Bengals. The Bengals have done an excellent job in turning around their, their franchise right now. You know, the Bearcats, football and basketball are on the up and up. Uh, Xavier basketball is doing well. Uh, it, it would be great to see, you know, the Reds kind of get back. But the way baseball is structured, man, I, I just don't. And no I know salary cap in MLB is the worst thing possible. <sighs> so tough. We're so cheap, man. We just so cheap. They ain't gotta. <laughs> we just so cheap. We could spend more than what we spend. <laughs> but that's another. That's for another topic. We won't get done with that. That is for it another. Mad. Ain't me so pissed. But anyways. <laughs> bad. Bad. The, the Twyman segment is sponsored by Ninety Three Ways to Mentor. All right, so here's my best sports gift for Christmas, and I owe my mother and father so much for this. When I was, I believe it was in 
eighth, seventh, eighth grade, going in eighth grade, my mother and father bought a outdoor basketball hoop for me. And they laid this cement pavement down in the backyard and they created like a small basketball court for me. And, you know, I, I really think that a lot of things that I learned through the game of basketball, you know, I played a lot of street ball, had a lot of great coaches, but in my backyard, just me playing against myself, thinking through different situations really helped me grow as a basketball player. But I got a funny story. And JT, I know you'll laugh. You'll appreciate this. So Wheaties, um, on the Wheaties box was Michael Jordan one year. And they had a, a free calendar that came with the Wheaties box. And so my neighbor, Anthony Jackson, he calls me up and he's like, yo, have you seen the new Wheaties box? And I'm like, no. And, you know, I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan, sneaker fan. And he's like, well, on the calendar, he's wearing the new Jordan, the Jordan sixes. Nobody has seen them yet. Like no one's seen any image of the new Jordan sixes and they're on this calendar. So Anthony has it. He has the Wheaties box. He has the calendar. He rushes over to my house and he shows it to me. And I see the Jordan sixes, the black Jordan infrared sixes with the two holes in the tongue. I'm like, man. And believe it or not, to me, it inspired me <clears throat> to go out and play basketball whenever I'd see Michael Jordan in the shoes. It was just magical to me. So I was like, Anthony, man, we, we, we got to go in the backyard and play. We got to play one on one. So we go to the backyard and it had snowed and there was like a layer of ice underneath the snow. It was really cold that day. And so we look at each other and we're like, well, what are we going to do? There's ice. You can't play on the ice. So I look at Anthony and I'm like, ooh, I got an idea. I'm going to go in the house and get a bucket of hot water and we'll dump it on the ice. It'll melt the ice. And Anthony was like, yeah, that's it. Man, that was the dumbest idea of all time. Because when you take hot water and you dump it on ice, the water just freezes. and You get more ice. <laughs> so, so then... When that didn't work, we decided to take an ice pick and we chipped away at the ice and we finally got like all the ice off the court. We're slipping around playing one on one. But I'm telling you, man, I, I really think that those days in the backyard, things like that, that drive to want to play helped me to get to where, you know, I, I got to and, and to make it to the Bearcats. I remember JT back in the day. I don't know if you did this, but I was in the backyard and I was you know, seventh grade, eighth grade, like I said, and I would dream that I'm playing for the Bearcats. I'm in the Bearcat uniform. Like they're calling me out in the starting lineup. <laughs> I'm just envisioning. Obviously I never started, but <laughs> but that's but you have young kids, JT. That's yeah. how dreams, that's how things actually happen. You gotta have a dream and a vision. Oh for sure, for sure, for sure. Your goals. Yeah, you gotta set out to do something, man. That's how it happens. You like you gotta see it. You're going to achieve it for the most part. You know what I mean? Every once in a while you get lucky and lucky into some stuff. But when, you, when you're thinking of something big, you got to gotta see it, man. You got to see what you got to do to be able to make it. You got to put that work in. Exactly. Never and I think that's that why 
I think that's why we should never crush young people's dreams when they may say something that seems outrageous. Like in seventh grade, if I was to tell everyone, hey, I'm going to play for the Bearcats one day, everybody's like, oh, okay, whatever, whatever. That's yeah. that's not going to happen. You're not going to yeah. be good enough. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you got to be careful of crushing kids' dreams. Like some kid might have a dream that seems too grandiose, but you don't. I don't think you tell them, like, you can't do that. You'd be like, hey, you got to work hard to achieve yeah. it. If they work hard to to achieve that and they don't achieve it, at least they've learned the work ethic. For sure. For sure. Right? They've for learned sure. a work ethic to achieve it. So the next exactly. thing they go and attack, they've got that work ethic there. Yeah, for sure, man. You got to. It's the only way. Like, you don't crush. I wouldn't crush any kid's dream. Like, obviously, having kids myself was like, I'll tell them, like, hey, if you think it's going to happen, you're going to have to put in the work. You, it's when people aren't looking at and watching you. That's when that's when you know if you're gonna have a shot. Like right when people are watching, it's fine. That's where everybody yep. wants. But when nobody's around, no cameras around, um, that's when you're gonna know if you're gonna have a shot because people that you don't know working their tails off just because they want a shot. You know, people don't have direction, you got direction, you gotta take advantage of it. So you know, I never, I never, even if it was another kid, like you just, you never crush him. You never know. Be a kid that can't play a lick. See him in two years and the kid's freaking doing 360s or something. You know what I mean? Like you just don't know. Like he might just be working his ass off. He's like, I'm here yeah. now. I'm about to be taking everybody's name. They tear me up. I'm coming for y'all. I'm giving y'all 30 pieces. You just never know. Never there's know. some, there's some kid out there that's pouring hot water on ice. <laughs> right. <now. laughs> Think it's going to melt it on thursday that's when it's supposed to be all crazy right <laughs> oh man don't don't get me started because i'm supposed to be on a plane to florida on friday and they're telling me it's not gonna happen and i'm not happy about this so we're, we're not going to discuss that right I now will, i won't i won't touch that subject on you yeah my bad big dog my bad thank you the twyman <laughs> segment was sponsored by 93 ways to mentor 93 ways to mentor is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in empowering youth in the greater Cincinnati area through mentoring, therapy, education, and financial support. To support, visit our website, 93waystomentor.com, or contact Derek Adams at 513-310-1715. Fellows, this concludes another great podcast. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Tax Lee, Donahue Accounting Services, Greg Hood and the Beachmont Toyota, 93 Ways to Mentor. We want to remind all the Bearcat fans out there to visit Mio's Pizzeria, at 2634 Short Vine, before and after all Bearcat football games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. And Bearcat fans, don't forget, I will be at Mio's live January 11th from 7 to 8 p.m. with the legendary, ooh, I like this, the Lenny the Legend Stokes. I'm going to start calling that Lenny the Legend Stokes at Mio's before the ECU game. The Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast is presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more. Now, we will be back with another new episode on December 29th at 10 a.m., previewing the two-lane game. Fellas, are you going to be at the game uh, tonight versus Detroit Mercy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Um, and I will say this. I will not be able to be there tonight. I've got uh, some duties uh, to go watch uh, Fairfield versus St. X okay. high school basketball game. Got to get out there and uh, support some of our kids for, for the Shining Star program. So enjoy the game. You guys hold it down while I'm not there. For sure, man. For sure. Enjoy Absolutely. Fairfield, uh, St. X game, man. That should be a pretty solid, solid game. Should be a good one, man. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, I, I really think the high school basketball in this area is so good. And, you know, I'm around. I've been around it for 22 yeah. years. But it's like we, we've got good players. There's so many good teams, well-coached teams. I wish people would go out and see. Like Anderson versus Turpin, Lakota East versus Lakota West, great rivalry games. Withrow yeah. versus Woodward the other night. Yeah. Withrow goes up early. Woodward storms back, goes into overtime. Woodward goes on a 14 to 5 run to win the game. So much good. And Jarrell Redden, the head coach of Woodward, uh, he's a really good coach, man. Uh, it, it just so much good. I wish, you know, if, and I know you have um, young children, as we talked about JT, and I know you try to get them out there to watch a lot of basketball, but I'd be taking my kid all over the city watching some of these kids and some of these teams and coaches. I, I personally would. I don't know if you do that, JT. Man, so busy right now. Most of the time, shoot, they are all in, do in doing something, got practice, or they get a free time here and there. They, they, they'll they still try to go, like, to their high school, like, Oak Hill stuff or stuff yeah. around close. Like, they'll go, like, I think today he, they, they didn't have practice, so then he went and watched the JV and freshman play. He would, couldn't stay for the for the varsity. But, um, nah, he's always trying to be around it now. He's a little bit older, you know what I mean, but. And my youngest yep. always goes to everything, but yeah, I'll be wanting to go other places. But then most of the time, it'd be tough, man. I think at the end of this season, I'm gonna try to like just go to just start picking places and go if it fits. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot of real, real good, good hoops out there for sure. There is, and let's let's make a plan to go to one of the Oak Hills games. Check out Coach Mike Price, legendary Coach Mike Mike Price. Oh, gee, Mike OG. Price, the legend. Hey, no, 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 no. Triple, yeah, triple, yeah, OG. triple OG. <laughs> I think I was actually I was actually in Oak Hills today, so he wasn't in the office when I was in there, but I was in there today. Like okay, you have to tell you have to tell him you know me. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually I actually interned with uh Coach Price and Mr. Prosser, my freshman year of college. Oh wow, okay, nice. You know, yeah, Coach, I was in their office all the time. Coach Price is uh, I think he's around thirty. He might be on 34, 36 years. I was about to say he's up there. Coach. He's he's up there. But for yeah. those who don't know Coach Price, not only is he a phenomenal coach, he's an even better person as well. So give a oh. shout out to the OG, Mr. Price. The the time that he puts into young people in terms of yeah. off the court development sure. is there'll never be another person like him. I think that a got just the circumstances of you know, he's he's never been married, um, doesn't have his own children. So he, he's dedicated yeah. to basketball and all these young people. You know, he looks at them as his children and mm -hmm. he, he treats every kid like I mean, I could go on with countless stories that I know. And, and Coach Price has been coaching in um, my AU program for the last, I think, eight years now. And the work he does with our with our young people is is phenomenal, man. I I. I didn't, I didn't know he coached on your. I didn't know he coached in your uh, program. I know he coached AU, but I didn't yep. know, like he he was had said something about it, but I didn't know he. Yeah, he coaches uh, 16s in your program, right? Or is it 17s? 
<clears throat> so um, first, let me address JT. Yes, he's been coaching with us for eight years. So okay. prior to him coaching with Shining Star, um, he had his own AU program called Cincinnati AAU. And growing up, I played for him in Cincinnati AU's program. Okay. So we decided to merge at one point, you know, I think it was nine years ago, he came to me and said, hey, I think we should work together. And um, it's been great. Like I do all the behind the scenes stuff and he coaches and I don't like to coach. Um, I don't like to be out there doing all that. I kind of stay behind the scenes and um, he's, he's great. Now to answer your question, Neil, um, ever since he's been with us in our program, he has coached multiple teams. So what we normally do is we have him coach a ninth, 10th and 11th grade team. And we have uh, two other assistants that help out Sean O'Connell, who's an assistant at Oak Hills, uh, mm -hmm. Todd Dietrich, whose son, Kellen Dietrich Kellen, played. Yeah, at Delta State, right? He's at Delta State currently, yes. Um, was at Oak Hills. Um, Todd helps coach. Uh, Sam Martin, the walk-on from uh, University of Cincinnati, he coached with us uh, last year. Uh, he's he he'd be a phenomenal coach. I, I I'm trying to push him to get into coaching, but he's just living that, you know, first couple years out of playing college basketball and dedicating your life. He's he's kind of needing a a breather, which I get. But he coached with us this past spring and summer and did a great job. But Coach Price coaches, you know, three and sometimes four teams in our program, and uh, does it every year. And the amount of kids that he helps and we help get to college and play at the college level is just, oh, I mean, it, it's it's life changing for a lot of these kids. And you know, you think about I was talking to a dad at the uh, Turpin Anderson game last night, and he was talking about, you know, how thankful he he is that his kids playing college sports. But the dad doesn't have a bill. He doesn't have a college bill for his kid. He's like, I love seeing my kid, you know, play basketball and develop. But he's like, we don't have a bill. I don't have a college bill. So, you know, this kid's going to get out of school debt free and he can go right into whatever he's yeah. going to do, whether it's go overseas, yeah. going to the workforce. Right. So um, and we were part of it's, it's, it's really cool to be part of that process. Right. So it's like us the high school coaches, the schools, the administrators, you know, it's kind of like that village where we're all helping that kid develop and get to that next level. And we're just a, a part of it. And I love seeing that happen. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know that. Man. Awesome. Learn something new. Awesome. Yeah. Learn something new. So this is my, this is my 22nd year um, come February of AU basketball. Right. Um, we'll, we'll have about 35 to 40 teams uh, next year. Right. Um, Coach Price leading, he should lead about four of those. Um, so, JT, we need to get your kids um, in the program at some point. I know, man. My my boy was my oldest. I know my youngest will probably mess with sooner or later. Um, okay. But um, my oldest, he was talking about it. It's just the thing with him is he's still playing select baseball. This would be the last – well, he can still play it after this, but select baseball, they don't have baseball for eighth grade. So, it's just yeah. select. So, it's like – essentially from March, well, honestly, from January, damn near to July. Yeah, yeah, um, baseball. baseball. So, like, I think with high school being a freshman, you can play, make the team, probably, I'm guessing, February to about May. And then, I don't know, like that summer pocket, he'll be able to possibly hoop a little bit. So, 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 so JT, if I can give you any, any advice, it's this. So, 
make sure you keep your kids playing multiple sports at an early age, right? Have them play a lot of different sports if that's what, you know, they like to do. So the baseballs, the basketballs, the soccer, football. And as they get a little bit older, then it turns into a concentration on basketball or football. And you start to focus in. But here's what happens. I'll give you a great example. We used to have a young man in our program who ended up walking on to the Bearcats named Brandon Miller. Okay, I remember Brandon. Yep. Remember Brandon? Went yes. to Indian Hill. Um, he was part of that class with Yancey Gates and Deontay Vaughn and that whole crew. But he came from, from my program. But he was a big-time soccer player. Most people don't know that. Like, mm-hmm. he was an elite soccer player. But he loved hoops. So we told him, keep playing soccer, soccer, soccer for as long as you can. I'm telling you what. When he decided to focus in on basketball, the things that he would do on the soccer court translated over to basketball. And I think he had the advantage on some kids that were just really basketball specific. He had movements they didn't have. Brandon Miller was super athletic and people didn't really always see that, especially at the Bearcat level. But I mean, just, just playing those other sports, I think you learn a lot. And then once you focus in on whatever sport it is you want to focus in on, I think you can take those other sports and those movements and it translates over to the particular sport that you want to focus in on. Make sense? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely. Man, this podcast turns like a life podcast. Yeah, I mean, no. Right, right. Man, you know, man, you know when it comes to like the development of kids, man, I get in my zone. So my mm-hmm. bad. It's all good. It's all good. You're all good. <laughs> yep. All good. All right, fellas. Well, a great podcast, and we want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Go Bearcats.